I'm always asking the Lord when I'm going to speak because I don't want just another message, another sermon. And I really believe God's gave me a message. And it's, it's about building an altar. When Ian Clayton was here in Troon, he spoke about the heavenly government that God was wanting to bring. And then he said something that he didn't even realize he had said. He said we had to build an altar. So I just want to read some scripture. And it's quite a lot. So just stay in the spirit. Even if you keep your eyes shut, that's fine. Sometimes that's better because then you can just tune in. Lord, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you for heavenly Zion. I thank you that we can come boldly before your throne. I thank you, Lord God, that you have come tonight and you have a word. You have a message that you want to speak into this generation, into this day and age, into our nation, but into the nations of the earth. You have a word to speak. And Lord, I ask that you anoint this word tonight, that you anoint your word. And Lord, that you take us beyond where we are to the next level, to the next stage of your unfolding plan for the earth and for creation and for the universe. I ask, Lord God, that you come in all your glory, that you break through tonight. Lord, I would so love that I would not need to speak at all, that your glory would come, that we would see you face to face, that we would come, Lord, we are by faith in Mount Zion, but Lord, open our eyes to see. Lord, I know that these are the days where you are bringing heavenly government bringing heavenly alignment and I ask Lord God that you do something tonight it's not just a word not just a sermon but it's the word of the Lord that breaks open this realm for this nation it breaks open this realm for us here tonight even just a small group Lord but your word to us is that the government of God is born in a stable the government of God is born in a stable. And Lord, we, we take heed to what you have said to us through Ian Clayton. And Lord, we do not move on. We want to know what you want to tell us. We want to hear the word of the Lord from Zion. We want to hear the voice that now speaks. We want to hear the head of the church speak to us. Lord, we want to see you move in these end times like you have promised and planned, that you have hidden in ages past. Like Daniel, Lord God, he saw something for our day, but was told to seal up the scroll. Lord, I thank you that these are days where the scrolls are being opened and you're revealing your plans for the end times. talk however briefly as I don't know we 
when Ian Clayton said, build an altar, it wasn't just his words, it was like a word that penetrated our hearts. And it came from this story in Genesis. Exodus, actually. <laughs> Good start. It's in the Bible. And this, as I say, I'm not just reading scripture. This is what the Lord has said to us, I believe. I'm convinced that the Lord is about to do something so new. Like government like we've never seen. And I believe there's an invitation for us, even as a small group, there's an invitation. But there's an invitation to the leadership, whoever they might be. They may not even be Christians yet, but it's those with humble hearts. And God is about to raise up the humble and make them kings. See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Pay attention to him and listen to what he says. This is what Abby read out almost. Do not rebel against him. He will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, the Pezites, or whatever they are, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jesubites, <laughs> whatever they are. And I will wipe them out. In other words, God will wipe out our enemies. Do not bow before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you and no one will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give a full lifespan and I will send terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites and the Hittites out of your way. And I believe this next part here is so for us. It says, but I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the desert to the Euphrates River. I will give into your hands the people who live in the land and you will drive them out before you do not make a covenant with them or with their gods. Do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. This next part is the part that 
Ian Clayton spoke about when he was here in August. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nabab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. 70. You are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord, and the others must not come near, and the people may not come up with him. When Moses went and told the people of the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice, everything the Lord said we will do. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. And this is the part that I believe is for us also. It says, he got up early the next morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 stones, 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men and they offered burnt offerings and sacrifice, young bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in bowls and the other half he splashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people and they responded, we will do everything the Lord has said, we will obey. Moses then took the blood, sprinkled it on the people and said, this is the blood of the covenant that the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu and the 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of lapis lazuli, as bright blue as the sky. God did not raise his hand against these leaders of the Israelites. They saw God and they ate and drank. They saw God. And the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. that one scripture it says in Moses this is a different version writeth all the words of Jehovah and riseth early in the morning and he buildeth an altar under the hill and the twelve standing pillars for represented the twelve tribes of Israel I am convinced and I know that it's a word for the Lord and I know that Ian was sensing something God is raising up new leadership in the earth right now. It's like the 70. I don't know if it'll be a literal 70 or not. I don't know. But God is calling us higher. He's calling a new leadership. And he's telling us and asking us to come up the mountain. I know that something's going to happen with us as a group. I know that something's going to happen with every person involved. I think God has got a surprise for us. I think God is saying you have been faithful. But God is saying something now. 
that there's a time that's came, there's a line in the sand. And God is saying that he's raising up new leaders. And I don't mean necessarily young or old. It's just people who are willing to obey what he says. And like the 70, God is calling us up higher to be part. Ian Clayton calls it the Sanhedrin, or he calls it the Galactic Council, but it's a heavenly government. And I know that God is calling us. And Moses, when God told them to come up the mountain, built an altar. And Ian Clayton said that to us in August and said, over the next period of time, two or three weeks, which we didn't do, <laughs> he said, build an altar. Well, the question is simply, what is an altar? What is it God wants us to do? What is it God is asking of us? And I, I repeat this, this is not just nice language and nice sermon. I know that God's heart is on this. I know that God wants to raise up leaders in Scotland like the world has never seen. I'm going to play a prophecy later on. And it's a man called Miles Monroe. And he gave a prophecy about four weeks before he died. And God said through him that the Lord was raising up leaders that we've never seen before. And he said God was wiping the slate clean. He was raising up the Joshua's. But it's the people who are willing to be part of the heavenly government. But we must build an altar. So what is an altar? Altars, this is one definition. It's a place of slaughter. <laughs> or sacrifice were typically made of earth or unwrought stone I like this definition it's biblestudytools.com <laughs> it says altars were places for the divine and human worlds interacted altars were places of exchange communication and influence God responded actively to altar activity the contest between Elijah and the prophet Baal involving an altar demonstrated interaction between, between Yahweh and Baal and Noah built an altar and offered a sacrifice to Yahweh and God smelled the aroma and found it pleasing. He responded to Noah's actions by declaring that he would never again destroy all living things through a flood. In the patriarchal, patriarchal period, altars were markers or a place commemorating, commemorating, I can't even read tonight, commemorating an encounter with God or physical sign of habitation. An altar was like stones built where people were making a covenant with the Lord like stones living stones we've not to build an actual altar of living stones but we are living stones and God is asking from us 
I believe he's really asking from us that we are saying, Lord, we want to be part of this Sanhedrin. We want to be part of this heavenly government. Are we willing to build that altar in our heart, the altar of sacrifice? It's where Jesus himself was sacrificed. Jesus was sacrificed on the altar. It's a place of sacrifice. And we might say, but we don't need to make that sacrifice anymore because Jesus made it. Now Romans 12 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. God wants us to present ourselves to him as a sacrifice. God's been teaching me from the life of Reese Hills. And God asked Reese, were you willing to give up everything to him? And Reese struggled. But then the Holy Spirit said to him, are you willing to be willing? And God is asking us, are we willing to be willing? Because he's the one that does it. None of us can do it in our own strength. But God wants us to sacrifice our lives totally for the heavenly government. As Ian Clayton said, there is something worth dying for. There is something to die to, and it's our will. God wants us to die to our will. At the altar, we must die to our will. And I don't mean just in a putting our hand up kind of way. I mean saying, Holy Spirit, come and possess me. Come and take over like Reese Hills. It's the grace of God that helps us. It's God's grace that helps us. That's great, Tracy. Love you. Thank you, Jackie, for coming. I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I really feel this is a message for the Lord. I really do. I don't want to just go through the motions. I don't want to just say the words and the right words. Like God, during the referendum, like it was like God was teaching me stuff through Reese Hills. And Reese Hills was... He, he sacrificed, he said, yes, Lord. And they held back the Nazis by through prayer because they learned to be the government. But it all started with him saying, yes, Lord, I, I'm willing to be willing. I'm willing that you take charge. I'm willing to go on the altar as a sacrifice. And I know this is like an old-fashioned message, really, in a sense. And I know that we can't actually do it in our own strength. So it's no legalistic, it's no the law. It's the grace of God that helps us do this. Like the Holy Spirit said to Reese Hills, are you willing to be made willing? And Reese said, yeah, because I can't do it, basically. It's not meant to be heavy. 
but it does demand does saying yes and see for our wee group I, I'm convinced Alan honestly Christine Helen I'm convinced God wants us to take part I mean I didn't want to come out with all the language when there's people here that don't understand it I'm convinced God is saying that he wants to take us to be part of the government the Sanhedrin I know he does and I know that there's something going to happen for us and I know that God is saying, well done, faithful Helen, well done. Just worshipping that is the sacrifice he's looking for, Helen. Honestly, it's like, what is it? What is it to sacrifice? Is to worship him, to give ourselves to him. You do that all the time. Christine, you're doing it through worshipping, through just playing the keyboard. It's like, God is calling us into a higher dimension, a higher realm. It's something we've never seen. And I think these past five years, we've all been learning about the courts. We've been learning about the seven spirits and the scrolls and heaven. Maybe some of us, we don't even understand it all. But I think there's a line now and God's saying, are you willing to go further? I think there's a mountain for us. There's an altar to build in our hearts. I know there is. I know there is. I, God told me one million people at least would be saved in Scotland. That's not going to happen just by us doing evangelism the way we've done it. It's just not. It's going to happen when we engage in the heavenly government. The Sanhedrin, Ian Clayton said that that has been hidden from oh, the church age, basically. His, the Sanhedrin, the heavenly government, has been hidden. It was something Daniel saw. It was in the scroll that Daniel saw. And I honestly believe God has given us here, Scotland, the place. Wherever they are in the nations, there's a people God is calling. And it's nothing to do with us being qualified through our own efforts. It's just by us saying, yes, Lord, come and do it. The priest was the one who had to sacrifice the actual animal. The animal could do nothing for itself. We can do nothing, we can't do it ourselves, but we must say yes to this process of going before the Lord and the altar and saying, Lord, I want to be the sacrifice so that we can come up the mountain, so that we can be part of the heavenly 70. The altar is a place of encounter. I'm convinced it is each of us and I think this is going to go into 2015 I don't like putting times on things because we don't know the times exactly but as we just say yes there's an encounter coming and I mean a life changing altar we're going to be altered at the altar we, I'm saying it's not just nice words we are going to be altered we're going to be changed we're going to meet God in the heavenly mountain like Moses. And it's not just outwardly. We're going to be inwardly changed. We talk about the mature sons, but it's going to take a generation. It's going to take us here saying, yes, Lord, to the fresh sacrifice. It's going to take us saying, yes, Lord. It will be different for every one of us because for every one of us, like Reese Hills, he was told he wasn't to wear his heart. For whatever reason, maybe it embarrassed him not to have a hat on. So God was dealing with the issue of culture and how people would view him. 
for every one of us it will be different that's why you can't be legalistic about it we can't say everybody must do this or everybody must do that it's got to be an individual encounter with the Lord as we come before him at the altar and say we want to be the sacrifice there's going to be an encounter altars are places of encounter like Jacob Meanwhile, Jacob had left Beersheba and was on his way to Haran. He reached a certain place and spent the night there before the sun was setting. He found a stone there and used it for a pillow and slept there for the night when he had a dream. He saw a raised highway that had been built with its ending point on earth and its beginning point in heaven. God's angels were ascending and descending on it and there the Lord was standing above it and telling Jacob, I am the Lord God of your grandfather Abraham. I'm Isaac's God too. I'm giving you and your descendants the ground in which you're sleeping. Your descendants are going to become like the dust of the earth and spread out to the west, east, north and south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. Now pay attention. I am here with you. And I'm going to be watching over you wherever you go. I'm going to bring you back to this land because I won't ever leave you until I've accomplished what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke up during the night and told himself, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I never knew it. In mountain terror, he cried out, How scary this place is. This is nothing less than God's house and the gateway to heaven. When Jacob got up early the next morning, he took the stone he had used for his pillow set it up as a pillar, dredged it with oil, and named the place Bethel. That was him setting up an altar. Then he made this solemn vow. If God remains with me, watches over me throughout this journey that I'm taking, gives me food to eat and clothes to wear, and returns me safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God. This stone that I've erected in the form of a pillar will be God's house and I'll give a tenth of everything that you give to me. We're about to have an encounter like Jacob. God wants to build a house, the house of God, the ecclesia. The house of God, when it was first mentioned, is here in with Jacob, the house of God was their gateway to heaven. The house of God was like Jacob's ladder. The house of God was where Jacob saw the angels ascending and descending. And when he saw this vision of the house of God, the open heaven, the gateway to the heavenlies, with Christ at the top of the ladder, he built an altar. we build the altar in our heart, the altar of sacrifice, 
the altar of worship as we build it in our hearts and we say, yes, Lord, come and possess us. Like Ruth Hill said, we are going to have a heavenly encounter that transforms everything. We're going to be changed. We're going to be taken up the mountain to the Sanhedrin, to the government and councils in the heavens. And I'm telling you, it's not just for other people. It's for us here. We're about to cross into this We've already crossed over, but we're about to go beyond just at the edge of the Jordan. The altar is a place of worship. We worship him by presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. And even tonight, just ask, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Just stage by stage, step by step, every day of our lives. What is it, Lord? Like Reese Hills, it took him a long time to get to the place where he said, Yes, Lord, I want you to possess me. But I believe we're on a journey that's going upward and it's going deeper. The altar, I think this is a, this is one of the biggest points that I feel God wants to emphasize. It was a place of covenant. I'm convinced that the Lord wants to make an individual covenant with us, an individual covenant, and a covenant for us as a group. It's massive what God's going to do. It's a covenant to be part of the heavenly government. And it's a covenant to see a nation transformed. And I'm not just saying this for nice words. It's a covenant. So God is saying, we need to build an altar our heart because he wants to encounter us he wants to change us just like Jesus in the Mount of Transfiguration he wants to make covenant with us covenant is like a two way agreement our part of the covenant I'm using the scripture that I used earlier says if you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say and if we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, and we can say not our will any longer, but thy will be done. In other words, we must listen and take heed and obey what he says. We can't add to it or take away. He has the blueprint. And his part of the covenant is this is what he's going to do for us. Last week, I kept up and I don't usually get this but all the time I had the number 17 17 17 17 and I saw a friend looked it up for me and I actually googled it as well what it means biblical numbers and it means complete victory and that is what God's going to his covenant to us is going to be it says I will be an enemy to your enemies Every enemy that opposes us, 
individually but also in the nation and in terms of the ecclesia every enemy he will oppose he says my angel will go ahead of you God spoke a while back and said it's Branham's watcher God has sent us an angel to go ahead of us but I also believe in this scripture it's talking about the angel of the Lord who is Jesus himself because it says my name will be in him God says I will wipe out the enemies this is God's side of the covenant remember because an altar is like a covenant worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on you his blessings this is the covenant that God's going to make with us his blessings will be on your food and water he says I will take away your sickness a few weeks ago God a voice something spoke to Abby and says God was going to start releasing healings and miracles I believe this is why because God wants to make a covenant with us is we have an altar in our heart where we say yes Lord to him it's not five million steps it's quite simply saying Lord we want to be part of this God is saying he will wipe out our enemies he will take away sickness Catherine Coleman said there was a day coming where there would not be one person in the church sick I believe we're going to see that I believe God is building something here. We're a small group of people. We're on the same page. Where he can come and dwell fully. There'll be no enemies that can touch us because he has covenant with us because we've presented ourselves at the altar and he has took us into the heavenly government. And he'll drive all sickness away. I believe this is a personal word to us as a group, but also to anyone in podcast land who wants to give everything. None will miscarry or be barren in your land. I will give you a life, a full lifespan. this is the covenant remember this is what God has given us as we go to the altar he gives us his part of the deal I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter I will make all your enemies turn their back and run this all happens when we build the altar under the hill under the government it must be under the government. I will send a hornet ahead of you to drive the Hivites, the Canaanites and Hittites out of your way. But this is key. This is key for what God's going to do in this nation. This is a word for Scotland. This is a word for us. This is why it's not happening quickly. Because the Lord says, but I will not drive them out in a single year. Because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. As we present ourselves to him, he is going to make our capacity greater. Our spirits are growing, our hearts are growing. 
our capacity to receive is grown as we grow then we are able to take the land but it won't be sudden it won't be instant it will be step by step but I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the desert to the Euphrates River I will give into your hands the people who live in the land and you will drive them out before you. I just want to go back to what God says as a covenant for sickness. Lord, I ask and say that it's unjust that my mom is so sick. Lord, I ask in your name that you will release health because your covenant to us is health. Drive out sickness, Lord. Drive out sickness in me. Drive out, Lord God, the kidney stones that Alan gets. Lord, release not just healing but health. Drive out sickness amongst us. Let that healing glory come that you spoke to Abby. Lord, we come before your court and say that you have promised us through. You spoke to Abby. And Lord, your covenant to us here is that there would be no sickness amongst us. Can there be a nation where there's no sickness? And the greatest thing we're going to receive is we build the altar in our heart where we say yes to sacrifice and everything. And I've said this, but I'm just pointing out again, he's going to take us up the mountain to participate in the heavenly councils, councils Moses in the 70 the altar is built under the hill under the mountain of God, under the government of God and if God is calling out to us tonight even if it's just a small group he's saying to us, are we willing to say yes to his will I know that everybody here is saying yes because that's why we're here. So I'm not going to make an altar call. <laughs> you can make an altar call if you want. But the altar's in our heart. I just wrote some things down to consider. In our hearts are we willing to present ourselves as living sacrifices and say yes to all that God wants to do with us full surrender to his will will we allow God to possess us like these hills so that we are forever altered forever changed <laughs> and are we willing to make a personal and corporate covenant with God are we willing to listen and obey what he says? And do we say yes to the upward call to participate in the heavenly government in whatever capacity he sees fit for us? Zechariah 3.7 says, This is what the Lord of hosts says. If you walk in my ways keep my instructions 
you will both rule my house and take care of my courts and I will also grant you access amongst these who are standing here if you walk in my ways if you keep my instructions what instructions well the instructions he's gave us is to build an altar that's the only instructions we can go with because it's not legalism, it's not law. We have to hear what the Lord is saying to us and he's saying to us, are we willing to say yes to him? Because he's calling us. We're at the bottom of the mountain in a sense and he wants to release something in this nation as a prototype. Something of that Sanhedrin, that heavenly government that maybe we've never been aware of. Maybe Scotland will be a first to participate fully in this. Could that be true? I don't know. But I do know that we can be here, us. And it's not by us being good enough. It's by us saying yes to him. know that this seems like way beyond somehow it's so far distant but it's not if we walk in his ways if we keep his instructions we will rule his house and take care of his courts I know there's a call to us tonight sometimes when there's a call like that it's like a battle to try and get it through because the enemy doesn't want this message for us because he wants us just to stay where we are even though we've learned so much but there's an inward surrender an inward call to allow him and if we say yes to this we will ascend the secret stairs. <laughs> we will. And we will participate in something that has never been seen before and had been hidden in Daniel's scroll all these years. build an altar under the mountain and it's nothing to do with age and it's nobody it's not too late for anyone you can be young you can be old I'm sure the 70 weren't young actually they were the elders and God is calling to the nations he's calling for people it may sound an old fashioned message but it's a call to fully surrender and but it's not in our effort it's not our ability to be holy because we can't but it's us saying we are willing to be willing we are willing to say yes to the Holy Spirit taking over we can't do it but we say yes
I know everyone here says yes. Lord, I just speak in behalf of everyone here and the people that are not here. God, I don't know if I can say yes on their behalf, but I'm sure they would say yes. <laughs> they are saying yes. Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. But we say we will build the altar in our heart. We invite you, Holy Spirit, like you did with Reese Hills, to come. And step by step, line by line, issue by issue, take over and be Lord. We present ourselves to you as a living sacrifice at the altar under the hill. If you want to stand, you can stand. If... It's okay if you can, it's also fine. Lord, we want you to be Lord. We say you are the Lord and head of the church, the ecclesia. Lord, we say yes to the invitation of taking part somehow. Whether it's the Sanhedrin or the courts and councils of God let your government begin to reign within us begin to alter us begin to encounter us like Jacob let your spirit come upon us like Saul that we may become a new man Lord give us like you've promised a new name. We've been given a new name, Lord, but let our character and personality and everything about us be transformed into the image of that new name. Lord, we want the heavenly government. We believe, Lord, we believe it's true. We don't even need to see it to believe. We believe, and Lord, we say as a group here, Bring your government and let us be part of it. Let us come up the secret stairs. Let us ascend and descend like the angels. Lord, may there be a nation that truly comes under the government of heaven. May there be a nation where there's not any sickness amongst us. May there be a nation here in Scotland, Lord, where you have driven out all our enemies. May there be a nation where we don't need to fight any longer because heaven rules. 
where the terror of the Lord goes before us and every enemy of God is scattered. heaven that even the old can grow young like Abraham and Sarah a nation under heaven where there can be no terrorist attacks and no airborne disease where the government of heaven covers us like the mountain government across this nation in Aberdeen in Tain Inverness and Skye 